Welcome to Accessible Art History, the podcast, the best place for art history lovers or anyone that is curious. My name is Annalisa, and I'm going to be sharing an amazing archaeological discovery with you today. Just a quick reminder before the episode starts, all sources and images will be posted on the Accessible Art History blog. You can find the link in the episode description as well as on Instagram at accessible.art.history. Now that we have that out of the way, let's get started. This week on the podcast, I'm going to be discussing one of my personal favorite archaeological discoveries. The Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in a cave near the Dead Sea, as their name would suggest. They are a set of Jewish and Hebrew texts that helped shape our understanding of religion between the 3rd century BCE and the 1st century CE. In fact, they contain the oldest surviving manuscripts of entire books that were later included in the biblical canon. So to find out more about this amazing discovery, keep on listening. And thank you to listener and friend of the podcast, Meg, for sponsoring this episode. Before we dive into the scrolls, I think it's important to describe the area in which they were found. As I'm sure you guessed, the Dead Sea Scrolls were discovered in a series of 12 caves near the Dead Sea in Israel. Located in the West Bank, the area belonged to Jordan, more on this later, but is now a part of Israel. The area is a desert filled with tall, sandy cliffs and caves. The Dead Sea is landlocked and the lowest point of land on Earth at 1,300 feet or about 414 meters below sea level. This makes it the perfect environment for ancient scrolls to survive for thousands of years. Now that we've set the scene, let's talk about the main event. In November 1946, Bedouin shepherd Muhammad Abdib, his cousin Juma Muhammad, and a friend Khalil Musa discovered a set of jars in a cave. They were found because they threw a rock into the cave and they heard the sound of shattering pottery. Curious, they ventured inside and found that the jars contained scrolls and fragments. The group removed several scrolls from the jar and took them home. Although they couldn't understand what was written on them, they knew that they were something important. Eventually, the group took the scrolls to an antiquities dealer named Ibrahim Ija in Bethlehem. Ija returned to them and said they were worthless. Apparently, he had been warned that the scrolls might have been stolen from the synagogue, and we can assume he didn't want to be involved in a potential crime. The Bedouin men ended up selling the scrolls for seven Jordanian pounds, approximately $28 or $325 in 2020 money, to an unnamed dealer. By the next year, these seven scrolls caught the attention of John C. Trevor. He worked at the American Schools of Oriental Research, also known as ASOR, and had noticed that these scrolls were similar to another that he had been working with, the Nash Papyrus. Unfortunately, the Arab-Israeli war broke out and prevented further study for a while. On April 11, 1948, Miller Burroughs, the head of ASOR, announced the discovery of the scrolls in a press release. Over the next 73 years, multiple digs and excavations have been conducted in not only the original cave, but in the surrounding caves and areas. In fact, digs were occurring as recently as 2021. In total, archaeologists have uncovered and assembled a collection of 981 different manuscripts from the caves. About 40% are copies of texts from Hebrew scriptures, 30% are texts from the Second Temple period which ultimately were not put into the Bible, and the rest, around 30%, are sectarian manuscripts of a previously unknown documents that helped us understand the rules and beliefs of particular group or sects within Judaism. If you're curious about the specifics, Wikipedia has an entire list of their fragments and which books they correspond to. I've linked it in the accompanying blog post for you. Through analysis, archaeologists and historians discovered that almost every book of the Old Testament is represented in Dead Sea Scrolls. The only one that is missing is the Book of Esther. Because only one is missing, some people believe that it was once present, possibly disintegrated or was lost when the first group of Bedouins discovered them. The only complete book found in the Dead Sea Scrolls is the Book of Isaiah. It dates from the 1st century BCE, making it the earliest known Old Testament manuscript in existence. The other scrolls date from around the 3rd century BCE through the 1st century CE. 
Aside from biblical works, there were also scrolls containing other religious writings and rules for the communities that wrote them. More on them later. They truly represent a wide spectrum of information that can tell us a lot about this time period. Next, I'm going to discuss more about the community that wrote the scrolls, but first, let's take a quick break. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there. My name is Annalisa, and I'm the founder of Accessible Art History. My goal is to bring art history content to anyone that is curious. All my platforms can be accessed for free, but there are ways that you can support the cause. If you enjoy this episode, please consider leaving a rate and review on your favorite platform. I also have a Patreon and a Buy Me a Coffee account set up if you feel inclined to support Accessible Art History monetarily. However, I will always work to bring content for free because I believe that education should be accessible for those who want and need it. Thank you for listening, and now let's get back to the episode. All right, now that we're back, let's dive into who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls. There are many theories about the author's identity, but the most predominant is that they were members of an Essene community that resided in Qumran. But who were the Essenes? Well, there were Jewish community that lived in ancient Palestine from roughly the 2nd century BCE through the end of the 1st century. There is no mention of them in biblical sources, however, three prominent ancient historians, Josephus, Philo of Alexandria, and Pliny the Elder do. Their accounts can differ, but this could speak to the diversity within the community itself. Pliny, who lived in the first half of the first century CE, stated that the adherents numbered around 4,000 in his day. According to the text, the Essenes lived a very strict life. These texts include a set of community rules found within the Dead Sea Scrolls. They followed the laws of Moses, the Sabbath, and ritual purity. But unlike other groups, they didn't believe in bodily resurrection. The Essenes lived in communities removed from the general public and lived lives full of worship and manual labor. It's also important to note that women were not allowed to live or be a part of their community. Most historians believe that the scrolls were hidden in the caves due to the Roman invasion and subsequent Jewish revolt in the mid-first century CE. It's likely that they hid the scrolls to keep them safe, but were, but were just unable to come back for them. Due to the desert climate and remote area, they were preserved for 2,000 years. As I mentioned earlier, the Dead Sea Scrolls have opened up a huge door into the ancient past. For decades, archaeologists, linguists, historians, and scientists have all studied the scrolls to see what they can find. For example, because every book, well, minus the Book of Esther, from the Old Testament is represented and we have solid dates from radiocarbon analysis, we can track how wording and translations have affected religious texts. Unfortunately, due to deterioration, not all the fragments could be read. However, in a shocking and entertaining twist, NASA got involved. Yes, NASA as in the government agency that puts astronauts into space. Starting in 1993, in a partnership with the Ancient Biblical Manuscript Center and the West Semitic Research Center, NASA's Jet Propulsion Lab worked with infrared cameras and technology to safely scan the fragments. Because because they used a different wavelength of light, scientists and historians were actually able to read the quote, lost words. 
Technology has been a great tool for the study of the Dead Sea Scrolls. For five years, between 2011 and 2016, the Israel Museum of Jerusalem and the Google Digitalization Project worked together with a high-tech camera to digitize the entire collection of Dead Sea Scrolls held in Jerusalem. Although it costs an estimated $3.5 million US, this effort has allowed scholars from all over the world to access the information and increase our knowledge. Due to the timing of the discovery, ownership of the Dead Sea Scrolls has been contested for the last several decades. When they were first found, the area was located in Mandatory Palestine. The scrolls were taken to the Palestinian Archaeological Museum for cavekeeping. However, once Mandatory Palestine was dissolved, the area, including East Jerusalem, fell under the Kingdom of Jordan. By 1967, Israel had gained control of the area, and the museum was renamed the Rockefeller Archaeological Museum. The government decided to move the scrolls to the newly built Shrine of the Book in the Israel Museum. This put the scrolls under the purview of the Israeli Antiquities Authority. However, some of the scroll fragrance are located in Amman, Jordan. This is because they were taken to the capital instead of to the museum in Palestine. Today, they're on display in the Jordan Museum, along with artifacts from Qumran and the Copper Scroll. I'll be covering the Copper Scroll today on Instagram, so make sure to check that out. It's important to note that ownership of the Dead Sea Scrolls is still contested between Israel, Palestine, and Jordan. Today, visitors to the Israel Museum can see the majority of the Dead Sea Scroll collection. It's held within a beautiful building called the Shrine of the Book. I was lucky enough to visit it during a trip in 2017, and the pictures don't do it justice. In the space, you can feel the weight of history surrounding you. One of the main attractions is a replica of the complete book of Isaiah. To protect the original, the museum had a replica made so that people could understand just how big the scroll is. In addition, the museum rotates scrolls and fragments to not only show them to viewers, but ensure that they are available for many generations to come. The Dead Sea Scrolls are a remarkable set of texts that have opened our understanding of the ancient world. We've been able to trace biblical word lineage through their study, and new technology will likely present us with even more info. Make sure to tune in next week when I discuss the magnificent Staffordshire Horde. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Accessible Art History, the podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at accessible.art.history and keep an eye out for the next episode. They drop every Monday on your favorite podcast platform. If you prefer to listen on YouTube, episodes will start being uploaded in a few weeks, so subscribe there too.